What's going on? What's happening here? Welcome to the Meteor Strike Podcast, where we talk about interesting Meteor packages and other community contributions that make the Meteor JavaScript framework great. This is episode 10 for Monday, February 29th, 2016. I kind of chuckled because the show notes say it's episode one, which I knew was not correct. Uh, but I'm going to be professional and talk about the mistake and announce that to everyone. Kudos. Let's, let's just move on from there. We've got in the studio today, Tecto. Hey. We've got Jay. Hello. Jay's a new addition. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. And uh, we've got Dieter. Hi. What's cool about Jay, Jay's hanging out with us since uh, he helped us record the HB5 podcast. So check that out if you haven't yet. It's uh, talking about software development sprints. Jay was killing it on the HB5 podcast. Mm. So yes, he he's, he's carrying the momentum into the Meteor Strike podcast. I didn't want to stay for this one. I just had a cramp. Yeah, and we actually have we actually have JJ in the room who's prepping for the practical security uh, episode one podcast coming up, which next. records next. So we've got lots of the extending the HB five podcast network. The which subtext is, is here. We we have a number of podcasts that you should totally check. You out. should check them out, and we're going to keep uh, selling them to you. It is now the super text. So <laughs> I, I'm glad we have a good group in here today because. Today, we're going to talk about Meteor 1.3 and the future of Meteor. Stop the panic. So, so The sky a, is falling! Yes, yes. So, so this is... I, I, am, I am a member of a number of Slack communities, and it is, it is hilarious. Even on the forums on Meteor, it is pretty funny to watch how people are stressed and freaked out about Meteor. And I'm... People, I don't want to. I don't. It's almost the level of like suddenly all the code has stopped working. Every they can't run an application with Meteor. Yep. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't run an application. Um, so that's and I, I don't want to take away from if people feel a certain way, they have a right to feel a certain way. But um, I what I what I do kind of the I guess I guess the way I'm looking at these things are. 2016 is going to be an interesting and probably exciting year for Meteor. I don't see it slowing down. I see it uh, even there getting better. There are incredible things in the works on an already incredible platform. So, you know, part of that we can talk about why is it incredible. But um, so why is it incredible? What makes Meteor incredible? I, I know. Okay, Jay. No, you got one language, right? You, you, front of the house, back of the house. Oh, JavaScript. Yeah. JavaScript, yeah. yeah. You, get, you got one thing to learn. JavaScript, all the things. Yeah. Yes. All the things. Oh, you got reactivity. You got reactivity the, baked into all the things framework in JavaScript. Yes. And then on top of that, you have the fact that it is all the things. So you have database backend, reactivity implemented all the way through from the database to the client side. You've got database in client. You've got... Uh, latency compensation, all these things that you get for free that you have to go and implement yourself or cobble pieces together to implement yourself in other environments. Yep. Not Is to he, say that there's not improvements. There's always improvements to be had in any environment. But, but wait, how much does the software cost, though? Uh, big, well, it's one money. Real low cheap. <laughs> one money. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is always a cost open source. Um, so, it, you know, not to, not to be fooled, there is a... There is a you don't pay MDG for the open source, but there is a cost when it comes to the the your time to learn it and and time to develop. But then again, you could argue that commercial software you have that. Well, too. That's, it yeah. doesn't matter so, what platform you're going to have to invest that. That that is correct. Right. So, uh, some exciting things about 1.3. Well, first of all, I, I did want to say that because uh, this is a short podcast, we're going to try to still keep it short. Um, we're going to have lots of cool links in the show notes, so check them out. One thing I thought about uh, doing this podcast today that would be cool is to gather some of these great links that are coming out, just talking about some of them are video and some are blog format, 
talking about all the really cool things coming out uh, in Meteor this year, planned for Meteor. We don't know they'll all come out. We don't know what's going to happen. But the but roadmap itself is is really impressive. It is impressive. And so I think it'd be cool to just, even if you stopped right now and hit the, sh- the, the show notes, uh, I, I really plan to have some good links in there from the group and uh, – those are worthy of checking out. So one of the one of the uh, interesting ones in, in Tecto, we checked this out last week, I think, watching it. Mert De, uh, Matt DeBurgulis actually had a uh, video from Meteor Night. I think this is from the February uh, 2016 Meteor Night. And he talked about Meteor 1.3 and what's coming. And and uh, 1.3, which should drop any time now in the next few weeks. I'm, I, don't, I, have, I have no date, no inside information. Uh, like I did with Apple, but um, but Meteor <laughs> Meteor one point three is is uh is gonna be baked in. There's some native wrappers for mobile, which I'm excited about. Um, they actually have Swift uh, Swift code written that will natively wrap your JavaScript, HTML, CSS uh, in which, Cordova, which is huge for those scenarios where you introduce uh, JavaScript errors that then could prevent your mobile app from even being able to load. And, and this allows the uh, the Swift environment to stay separate and kind of manage the JavaScript um, pieces and roll back to previous versions. And, and roll you, back if you have key. a breakage. And and there's also um, uh, there's also an, a comparable Android native wrapper, right? In Java. Yep. So so I think that's an awesome awesome set of tools happening. Uh, we've got we can we're going to be able to actually have proper unit testing. And what I mean by proper unit testing. Uh, means that you will not have to bootstrap the entire Meteor uh, platform framework to run your unit test. You can actually run unit tests against individual files and things like that, which is going to be super fast, super convenient. Uh, we'll be much more familiar to from people coming from other frameworks and languages. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be pluggable. I think it's, I think out of the box, they recommend Mocha um, as a, as a framework, but you can also, uh, I think there's uh I think Sam's team over at Exolvio is going to handle the uh, uh, little bit info on how to do Jasmine in that world too. So, um, along the path of all of this too, there's the Meteor Guide. We'll have links to that too. The Meteor Guide uh, that is an open source project and um, is a guidebook of, of best practices for Meteor. It is uh, um, it's an opinionated, I would say, guide that says this is how. This is how this group, this is how MDG led and and others in the community think you should do these things. Doesn't mean that's the only way to uh, to write a meteor app, but these are the recommendations. Uh, for example, they they are going to say this is the way you do testing. We recommend you do testing. This is the way. This is the router to use in your application. Again, does not mean it's the only router, but it means this is uh, if you're if you just want to know what do people recommend and you're new to meteor, that is going to be the guide to send people to. In the future, um, what else was in Meteor One Three? Well, can we uh, can we speak a little bit to Blaze and React and Angular and all the front end frameworks and and the uh, brouhaha over that? The elephant in the room. Yeah, let's yes. let's just jump to that. So you yeah. can you can check out Matt's uh, Matt's video on Meteor One Point Three. But yeah, let's let's jump to the to I think where the hand wringing comes in over things. So let's let's talk about that. So if you've written uh, a, a large application in Blaze. You should just flush it down the toilet now and quit and walk. You know, drop Apparently, it doesn't go work. Go back to Rails. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, stop it working. It stopped working. Gotta, it is not hip enough. Yeah, you got to translate it back to Rails. It's it, not it lost cool all enough. its hip factor. Yeah. Right, right. It's not. Or it'll keep working, and you can keep writing things in Blaze, and you can keep yeah. adding to it in Blaze. Correct. Or you can add things in React on top of it. So I think I think one of the things that's a weird dynamic in the Meteor community that led to that was that 
first of all, Blaze was on, then it was off, then it was on. Well, th- I think that was miscommunication. That was some communication which, uh, things. Matt did a great job of owning in that video. He, yep. You know, I, I don't think they, they, in some ways, I don't think they even miscommunicated. I think that they did not um, put enough clarity out while they were thinking things through, and the vacuum got filled by a lot of panicked voices. Yep. So... Um, so anyway, there, it sounds like where things are headed is Matt wants to have it, Matt and the group, uh, in the community wants to have it so that Meteor is quite pluggable. You could maybe say, I want to use Blaze, I could use Blaze, I want to use React, I can use React, but they also want to support Angular too. Right, and and I think the other key point is that Blaze is a fit for certain scenarios and React is a fit for other scenarios. And It reminds me a lot of the differences between dynamically and statically typed languages. With uh, JavaScript, for instance, you can very quickly start writing code because you don't have to declare all your variables and, and you don't have to put all this wrapper around your code. Uh, Java has more definition. It's a statically typed language, so you spend a lot more time writing constructors and deconstructors and getters and setters and all these things that, on the other hand, you know you have a very stable environment and your your trajectory in terms of, of development is, you know, the effort is fairly steady throughout your entire development well, cycle. Well, how about prototyping? So Blaze is great. You, for you have a weekend perfect. project you and can you want to... spin it up very fast. Yeah, so yeah. Blaze is still going to be great for that. It's great right. for new programmers. But if you know you're starting a huge application, you might want to choose React. Exactly. And and I think that's where the line I've heard from other developers crosses is Blaze might be somewhat troublesome if you have a, a, a large, complex application right. that has many, many templates Blaze can get kind of challenging to deal with in that context. But what what if you've got a class uh, full of uh, people who are wanting to career change, learn web development? Right. Meteor is. Get right I'm excited to see Meteor still going to be a great way to get people introduced to development. Well, and, and they you've can start got with people, Blaze. You've got people like uh, the Rocket Chat group that have pushed Blaze and found you know particular edge cases that I think will end up rolling back up into Meteor development groups efforts to address those that will make Blaze that much more usable for large scale apps. So it's not it's not a dead technology. It's not a dead end technology. It's just it's more optimized, front loaded um, development speed right. is the priority. But oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I've got three options. I, that's terrible. Yeah, we should all panic. Yeah, I'm, we should. I'm in a, I'm in a mess. It's, it's it's analysis paralysis. I'm panicking right yeah. now. I, I will I will say this. They're in panic in, and chill. Uh, we're we're kind of we're kind of uh, we're kind of you know making making a little light of people panicking a little bit. But I I can say that. Before the meteor god, it is a little disorienting coming to a community where somebody says there are three options to do this and there's no real guidance for it. So I really think that meteor god is going to be key to help guiding people through some options and why they should pick things. Uh, sure, but I mean we have a window of time here where there have been more options than just Blaze, and and that's a dynamic of change. It's flux. You know, you've got a platform yep. that's growing very fast and it's going to have shifts. And it's to me, it's you know coming out of a Drupal environment, coming out of a whole lot of other environments in the past that have changed very rapidly at points. This is part of technology. I mean, yep. it, hold on to your horses. It's not like your code stopped working. Continue to develop. You know, let it all shake out. Let the dust settle. Figure out what you can benefit from. What you need to you know potentially rearchitect or rewrite, if anything, and and move on. It's easy to forget that these kind of things happen in other frameworks like Rails and Absolutely. PHP frameworks and. You know, things are those those frameworks are way further down their line, and so they are more stable in certain ways. But they had these days too. Yeah, and and so now you've even got Rails where it's 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 trying to have more reactive uh, technology. Uh, so uh, 
so there's some other exciting news happening, and that is that um, uh, that that MDG has announced that they are making this Apollo project, and Apollo is basically taking um, a data layer using GraphQL, using Relay, uh, for, uh, Facebook, um, I believe, open source uh, technology, but they're using that so that we can actually connect more than just Mongo. We're not tied to just Mongo anymore. This is already the repos already started, and uh, they are. In addition to splitting up the data layer, they are moving towards splitting up Meteor into smaller chunks uh, to help uh, allow more people to contribute. Uh, uh, Josh Owens had a really good blog post. We'll put that in there uh, about uh, how how few uh, pull requests have been accepted into Meteor Core compared to other projects. And I think he did a fair assessment. Um, I, I think I think I think a lot of times it's intent. So. It sounds like from Matt's comments, the intent wasn't to, uh, to to keep people out or to keep it closed. I mean, he wants it to be an open source project, but Meteor it was such a large project that you know if somebody just sends in a pull request and it's some code changes, if they don't have tests written, if they haven't gone through the things well, I, I think, MBG would, I think there's some maturity on that front as well around uh, being able to do unit tests and so on. And, and the more yep. that the the whole framework matures, the more that best practices including having a, a really rich suite of, of test cases written, will start to reduce the risk of accepting pull requests. So, so Jay, you had a question yeah. related to this. So get, shoot, us, shoot, us, shoot us that question yeah. here. Let's so as, as a non-developer, and, I mean, I know that Meteor is open source. You can go to GitHub and, and, and download it and just start mucking about. Uh, and I saw there was a commitment uh, that Matt made to, in 1.3 and forward to make it, quote-unquote, more open to community contribution if it's on GitHub, I don't understand how it could be any more open to contribution. So it is open. It is open in the sense that I, anybody could go and fork it. And there has a fork. There's a Meteor fork, which is, I think, M-A-M-E-A-T-I-E-R fork, which <laughs> is using. Hilarious. It is hilarious. But it is it is the concept, the philosophy of Meteor, how it works and how it's reactive. But they've replaced it with some what they think are more modern replacements like RethinkDB instead of Mongo and some other things like that. So you could fork it, make your own meteor move ahead, and act like MDG's meteor doesn't exist. Okay, that's already available. I think, I think some of this came out of comments similar to Josh's blog post, where look, look, there are people obviously submitting pull requests. They're not getting accepted. They're not getting reviewed. And I think part of making it more open is going to be uh, making it easier for MDG to manage, and 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 also MDG like like Tecto, you're talking about having it so that those guys. Uh, and MGG could actually say, you know what, we can't handle all this, so we're going to have other community leaders lead parts of the components of the system. Right, and I think this is more like uh, what you see with the Apache Foundation and, and yep. some, well, and, and Drupal again is a good example of this, where the community itself, independent of Acquia, kind of the uh, the leading company in that space, um, the community drives new feature sets, architecture, you know, re- re-architecting on a new version and so on. Um, it's not all in the hands of one single company and uh, and I think you see some of this with Joint and Node, and what happened there because you know the the fork of Node was driven by community dissatisfaction, yeah, frustration, with, frustration with the speed of of development and responsiveness and priorities and decisions being made by the the company that, that in essence was I guess holding on to control for their own reasons and from their own perspectives, but ultimately you know that becomes a problem at some point, and so I think. You know, there's an opportunity here for the MDG to to share 
the reins, if you will, uh, with a community that has an awful lot invested in this platform and wants to see it thrive. It's not, it's not like the MDG is the, uh, is the only interested party anymore. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. And, and MDG has got, you know, they, they've got galaxy, they've got consulting services they're building, uh, and which is great. They're building, uh, some commerce and commercial application around an open source project. That's how you do it. That's how they're going to stay around. But, uh, open source, you know, is a funny thing. I mean, it could, that code meteor could live if MDG went away. It, it doesn't mean it will. It means it could, it's always available. The codes there. Well, I think, I think the difference here is that, um, and Acquia is a great example. I think if Acquia went away, which I'm not going to call that likely, but if it did, uh, I don't see that slowing down the momentum of, of Drupal in one, in one iota. And I think right now we're still at a place where there's not enough of a community uh, contribution, especially around leadership of where the platform goes, that Meteor could really survive the MGG, let's say, running out of funding. Or, so that kind know. of answers a little bit of what Jay was talking about. That's another method is by having... If, if if MDG was to grab up some community leaders in certain areas and say, We're, we want to let you help drive this piece of right. it with us, uh, or, or completely, or whatever, however that maps well, out, that would help. more towards a collaborative uh, environment, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there has to be some somebody working together, somebody organizing things, some group. Sure. So how does that map out? And and it is, every project is, every open source project is always going to be a little different, have a different feel. Um, so, like how, special snowflakes. <laughs> well, I actually heard that mentioned on one of the other podcasts. It might have been transmission. I don't. I can't remember now. But somebody was talking about special snowflake, and and there is a there is an aspect of meteor being a special snowflake. Um, it it is. It might have been Matt's Matt's thing, but meteor is a, and all these open source projects basically are. Yeah. They they none of them. You can't take any other open source project. You can't take Linux and map it over to Meteor. No, and no, you no. can't take Drupal and it's, map it to it's Meteor. It's the sum of the the contributors in the community that that have grown around that particular product. And, and there's philosophy. Yes. There's philosophy around it. Absolutely. So you know, MDG has a philosophy. The community is is growing a philosophy that it has a it, it's a community philosophy of how it approaches things. Uh, it it all needs to work together. So how do we? Any advice before we close out? How do we stop the panic? Can we stop the well, panic? Well, I think I think you what return be, to coding yeah, and you really shut you, up and code. Shut up and code. <laughs> yes. Say. Stop spending so much time on the forums. Don't feed the trolls. Don't go in there and and add to the hand wringing. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Can't yep. say trolls. Oh, can't say trolls. I'm yeah. sorry. So so here's I, I think I think that's all a good point. I think the other thing is maybe we shouldn't expect MDG to answer and solve every problem. How's how's that? I I, I don't know how I can't speak for them and and can't say what they think but i can only imagine that they're more than happy to see quality community contributions so do what aeronauta does you know shut up and code i mean aeronauta has released mantra so mantra is a now, is which a, which aeronauta yeah, is that well i think it's serial number five seven zero eight one two or something there is, is that least, high now? there is at least one aeronauta that does put no, he's, he's way up in the upper echelon of, of serial numbers gotcha he okay. may have padded it you know, somewhat, but, but mantra is a, is a, is a structured way to deliver, I believe, uh, if I remember right now, and we'll have the, have the link in the show notes, but it is a way to deliver a meteor, uh, experience with react and, and some other, uh, uh, I think well, maybe reactive QL, I think, or the graph QL, 
with GraphQL. He's, he's got a GraphQL okay. client written already. He's you know this. I don't know which Aaron did that one, but so so Mantra <laughs> is an example of where he I just want a copy of Aaron biological fork routine. It would be yeah, it would be, be quite, impressive. Quite the thing. Um, that is not open source. No, it's not. Yeah. For yeah, a he's reason. keeping that. He's keeping that confidential. But Aeronota yeah, for world. But Mantra is a Mantra. He he he's not waiting on MDG. He said this is the way I recommend doing it. It's his opinion, but it's great. It it's I'm sure it's something MDG looks at and says takes ideas from. And and it sounds like uh, from some things that I heard uh, on a podcast uh, that uh, Shashka was talking about was that he's gonna um, that they're 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 talking to Aeronota and and sharing sharing some work. So. I think that that is that's a great sign, I, yep. and, and I don't think there's been any Code malice. Talks. Yeah, there's not been any malice. I don't think in from the community, from from the MDG, anybody around. Well, no, I think it's all I just. Think, I think there's a certain amount of almost like, oh well, you know, meter may not pan out, so you know, I need to uh, hedge my bets and yeah, what's next, you know, and uh, and start looking for the next next thing. And I think we are so far from uh, a realistic assessment of meteor as as a um, sunsetting technology. That's just. Uh, reaction. Yep. Yeah, and one 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 thing one thing that I always look at, and this isn't necessarily just because I'm always looking for escape hatches out of technology, but here's the reality, folks. I mean, Meteor's headed towards uh, continuing the philosophy of taking some of the best open source technologies out there and and highly integrating them. Yes. So they work really well together. Right. So like MeanStack works, but it is not highly integrated. It's right. a loose connection of, you know, use these things and all that. Not not slamming on MeanStack. It's great for a lot of things. But but Meteor is, is much more highly integrated. I mean, Cordova doesn't even this, feel like Cordova. This drives developer productivity, and that's really yep. the issue. Yep. So it's, it is a part of, core part of philosophy. And here, here's the bottom line. If, if Meteor went away today, all the things you've learned up to this point, which is refined JavaScript, your, your knowledge of JavaScript, your knowledge of Node, your knowledge of all these things, are going to apply to sure. that world and 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 in the greater development world, and it's not a loss. It's not like well, and to say to say nothing of a working product or working code that you've already written in Meteor is not a loss either. Yeah, we we've got production applications that are sitting out there running, and they're going to continue to run. Right. And yes, we want to update them and move them along and all that. But you know, there there are times where the customer is not going to pay. To go to the latest greatest thing, right? And unless it's a security thing, you're gonna that thing's gonna kind of live out there for some time as as it was. So, um, so that that's another piece of it. Unless it's your product and you're just keeping up because you want the latest uh, whiz bang features, um, which you know, for, for on the product side of things, I can kind of get that because sometimes you need it. Um, what what else is out there? I, that's kind of the stuff I had on my mind. I think uh, I think we covered you think we've covered covered, covered enough of it I, yeah. we, we might provoke some show note comments yeah. yeah and i and i and i and i encourage folks to comment on uh on hp5.co on our podcast links we've got comments now turned on with discus which is cool um discus our, is awesome yeah or discuss however you say it um but uh i like saying discus it's like a this qs yeah it sounds more uh, there's another one there's a third pronunciation yeah, it makes me feel like it's some type of Olympian sport. Um, yes, like Disquis. It makes me think of pancakes. That is, <laughs> that is. It. Um, so I think next week we will be back with an, another kind of regular episode, probably talking about uh, community contribution. But I think it was great to take a pause, talk about the a fu- little bit about the future meteor, and you know everybody kind of kind of just chill out and be a part of the community, contribute by by you know 
listening about ideas, discussing ideas, and and trying to make make all that better instead of uh, instead of kind of complaining and worrying. Certainly, we don't want people worrying and stressing about this. This is just technology. This is this is uh, I don't know how to say it really, but sometimes we make it put a higher importance on this stuff than what it really is in the scheme of things. So uh, just uh, stay calm out there, folks. <laughs>